Welcome to another episode of Complete Developer Podcast, the podcast by coders for coders about all aspects of creating your best life as a developer. I'm Will, the accomplished developer, author, and software architect. And I'm Beach, the journeyman developer sharing my journey in development. Complete Developer Podcast is supported by listeners like you. We are now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Complete Developer Podcast. How you start your morning sets the tone for the whole day. A good morning routine will improve your health and productivity. In this episode, we're going to go over the core of a morning routine. We'll discuss the basics that you need to incorporate into your morning to really make the best of it. But before we get started, Will, what's been rooting your teen? I have no idea. I threw that. I just pulled that out. Yeah. What's been rude to my routine? Yeah. Well, I I've been working more on the you know the infrastructure that I have here uh, for development. So I've you know I've got a Git server set up using uh, Gitia. I've got Let's Encrypt certificates on everything. I've got everything going to a Discord channel. So when Docker containers go up and down. I will say that I'm almost done with the punch list of stuff that I started in September that I thought I'd be done with in mid-October. <laughs> late September to mid-October. Yeah. You know, because a lot of stuff, it was, you know, hey, there's a lot more complexity in there and a lot more stuff you really need to think through. And then there were other opportunities as well. So yeah, I've been just dealing with a lot of infrastructure type stuff. It's been fun. I've learned a lot. I'm ready for that to be over with and continue my transition into Linux. Yeah. Um, but, you know, not quite there yet. I'm, I don't know. It's, it's been kind of neat. So, and the morning routine stuff is actually kind of interesting there because honestly, having that, like having a lot of my best work time now not be taken up by my day job has really helped me a lot uh, as far as getting stuff done. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So how about you? So I uh, got to use my truck to actually haul something like something for real, not uh, flowers around the church or uh, trash after Christmas for for my family, but like something heavy that lowered the shocks, like the, the, the truck bed lowered when we put it on there. Took four of us to lift it and put it on there. Really wasn't that heavy with four of us, but still. Y'all, I bought a piano, found it on Facebook Marketplace, got some friends from church. We drove out to Tullahoma, it's about 45 minutes away from me and got it. What was really nice is my porch is about the same height as my truck bed. So we can just like walk right off the truck bed onto the porch. Did you pick uh, the, tr- the uh, truck based on the height of the porch or did you pick the porch based on the height of the truck? It was just a lucky coincidence. The other really nice thing is when we got to the house where I was picking up the piano, their porch was the same height as mine. Oh, that is handy. It was yeah. meant to be. It was. Like we we just like lifted and walked it out. What really got me was the drive, the 45 minute drive from Telehoma to my place was the smoothest drive. And I've been driving my truck. It hit 10,000 miles a lot. And that was like the smoothest drive I've had. Oh, that is good. Yeah. Yeah. We we didn't get one of the straps on there right and it fell off and the piano didn't even move. It was that smooth of a drive. Uh, the piano's on wheels too, by the way. So it, once we got it, like it could roll, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as long as you don't hit any speed bumps at 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Well, we weren't going, I wasn't even going that fast because it's all back roads. So I think the 41A and 231. It tends to knock them out of tune when you, when they bounce in the road. Yeah. Just a, just a little bit. Uh, yeah. Moving them in general knocks them out of tune, but uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it, it plays pretty nicely getting used to it because it's a little bit different playing an actual piano than than a keyboard. You got to hit the keys just a little bit harder to, to make it sound. So that'll be good for me developing the strength in my hands. I've already been messing around with it. I've got a, a tuner coming out in a few weeks to, to tune it. So, but uh, yeah, apparently a lot of people got pianos for Christmas because he was like, man, I am booked up for the next two weeks. But the timing worked out. So anyway, I'm excited about it was out playing it uh, earlier today on one of my breaks. I was like, all right, I just need to get away from this code for a few minutes. So I went and played a few songs. I'm like, oh. already, I've been rearranging my living room. Like, took the TV out because I almost never watch TV. So I'm like, there's no need to even have a TV in here. And it's really like 
next time you come over, man, you're going to be like, wow, this looks like Beach's place. Like it's it's the most me I've ever had a place. Well, because it's your place now. Yeah, but I mean, like, really, your place. Yeah, it really is. But like, even decorating when I had the like apartments in the past and stuff, I've reached that point in life where I can buy the stuff that I want. And I don't have to have as much hand me down. Yeah. And when I do take the hand me downs, I can be like, you know what? No, or yeah, that that fits. I I can deal with that. Or this goes in some room that's not public because it's just functional. Yeah. But yeah, you're like you're you're gonna come over and you'll be like, oh wow, this this is like the most beach I've ever seen a place. So. That's pretty awesome. Saving money is hard, especially when you keep buying musical instruments. Eh, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the, it's the life of a musician. And apparently I'm a musician now. I never thought I'd be able to say that, but here I am, a musician. Lucas Casadas is a fee-only certified financial planner. He owns and runs Level Up Financial Planning virtually out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And just like us at Complete Developer Podcast, he focuses on helping you to not only establish a real plan, but also to take action so that you can live your best life, so that you can actually buy a piano when you see a good deal. Guys, investing in financial planning services really comes down to whether or not you can improve your finances. And with the help of Level Up, that compounding impact of making better financial decisions is easily going to pay for itself. Level Up also has a unique pricing model that will help you no matter where you are in your financial journey. Guys, best of all, Lucas is a fiduciary for his clients. What that means is he's not here to sell you a product, but to help guide you to a better financial situation. You can catch his podcast, Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp, where he covers financial topics that you probably face, and he interviews other IT professionals who share how they navigated their own careers. And you can learn even more at levelupfinancialplanning.com. Now, you don't have to be a morning person to start your day off right. A good morning routine can make a tiring, stressful day survivable and possibly even enjoyable, whereas a poor morning routine can destroy even the most enjoyable of days. The less of a morning person you are, the more important it is to have this routine um, because it reduces the requisite cognitive functioning earlier in the morning when you may not be fully awake and even know what the word requisite means. However, a morning routine is nothing without a good night before it. And this is true, by the way, even if you are a morning person. That's why we talked about nightly routines first a few weeks ago. For a successful morning routine, your nightly routine should be established and you'll need to get a good night's sleep. Though there are times that this may not happen, which is why having the routines at night and in the morning are there. Also, with a good nightly routine, you're able to set things up for yourself to get more done in your limited morning hours. And honestly, I kind of think that may even be more critical for morning people. I definitely know for me that's important. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, there's a a lot of stuff that you can do ahead of time at night. That's why we talked about nightly routines before we talked about this topic because they kind of go together. But like that has to be established first before yeah, you really well, look at your your morning routine. It, it's like your your nightly routine can punch your morning routine in the face, but the other way around is not as true. Yeah. In in general. And your nightly routine, like while it can hinder your morning routine, it can also set it up for success and make it a lot easier. So that's why that one they're both very important. You know, your morning routine is important for having a good day, your nightly routine is important for having a good morning. So in this episode, we're going to go over what you need to be able to create an effective morning routine. We'll start by quickly reviewing the chronotypes that we talked about in a previous episode. I believe it was the effective work time episode. And then we'll spend most of our time talking about the things that you should have as part of your morning routine. Finally, we'll discuss our own personal routines and quickly go over sort of what we do and how we apply the concepts that we're going to discuss. Will and I are very different. I am a night person who happens to get up early to get stuff done. Will is a morning person who gets up early because he's a morning person. And there's a difference in in the amount of sleep too. Uh, Partially, I think Beach doesn't require as much sleep as me. I think the other side of it, too, is I have somebody that pokes me in the ribs and tells me I'm snoring. 
15 times a night. Yeah, I don't have that. Yeah, so that that also does make a bit of a difference. It makes it where you do need a little bit more sleep, which is probably just as well. If you are snoring, you're not getting quality sleep. Yeah. I have a dog so, who, well, he doesn't really snore, but he makes noises. But it's really not that bad. She answers to gurgle gut, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> All right. So first off, understand your chronotype and know how to plan your morning based around the way you sleep. Uh, so we're going to quickly review these chronotypes. If you want to get more detailed, we really dove into them heavily in the effective work time episode, but we broke them down and really talked about them a lot. These are your individual differences in alertness and activity level between morning and evening. Uh, now, you could be a morning, evening, or intermediate type of person. You know, we kind of break these down into four categories to help identify when to sleep and when to work based on your internal clock. And we're actually starting with mine, <laughs> which is... Well, since we're talking about morning routines, I thought I would put the, the morning person in there first. So the... Um, and uh, I forget. I, I can look it up, but it's in that episode uh, where we got these from because they're like a, a legitimate study-based thing. But, uh, so the first one is called the lion. They're all based on animals. And that's the morning person. This is the early to bed, early to rise type. Their peak performance is typically between 4 a.m. and 10 a.m. Yes, and that's me. <laughs> yeah. With a trough, usually around noon, they kind of get tired around noon and they can come back a little bit in the, the very early evening, but then they're going to crash out pretty early. With these guys, morning routines are usually a little bit shorter and less structured so that they can get themselves working faster. And the routine tends to be more around productivity than setting themselves up. Right. The setup happens. You push that to the night, essentially. Yeah. The, the night routine is more important with the lion than their morning routine. So the next one is, I think this is kind of beach, uh, is the wolf, otherwise known as the night owl. They're the life of the party. They love late nights. Their peak performance is early afternoon with their worst performance in the morning hours. Although I do think that you've kind of counteracted some of that uh, compared to where you were. It's more of, I've just shifted what, it, what morning means by moving the time frame. Yeah. So in so instead of morning being nine to noon, morning is now like early morning to me is now five to seven. Okay. And these people need longer, more structured routines to ease into the morning, right? They like getting up and, and starting on something heavy is not pleasant for them. No, it it's is kind of gotta be a warm up. Whereas like for me, that's great, but I don't want that at the end of my day. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm perfectly comfortable coding, hardcore coding well into the night, but don't ask me to jump out of bed and hop on my computer because I'm just going to stare at it and go uh, for a few hours. The next is the bear. This is most people. Like, seriously, you are most likely a bear. The majority of people are this. This is your average eight-hour night sleeper. Now, mind you, the whole eight-hour thing it's, it is an average of eight hours. So some people require, like, it's kind of an average plus or minus two. Some people require up to 10 hours a night. And some people only really need about six hours of sleep a night. I tend to fall in the six to seven hour. I can get more sleep, but I feel terrible the rest of the day if I get more than about eight hours. And so, but uh, their peak performance is usually late morning with kind of a trough around lunch. And a recovery in the afternoon. Pretty much, pretty average. And I don't say average in a bad thing, in a bad way. It, well, society's built around that, right? Like yeah. it's the most common. Yeah, this is, this is the most common. This is the bulk of people. Like if you're not sure like which one you are, you're a bear. So, And obviously that doesn't mean you go to the bathroom in the woods. So the other one is the dolphin. And these are insomniacs. You notice that they decided to bring an aquatic animal in with the other land animals. So this tells you how actually rare this is. Yeah. It's honestly the rarest of the types. And their peak performance is late morning to early afternoon. And I frankly cannot relate to that at all. Uh, that is yeah. so weird to me. And, and a structured routine will help them to be productive 
and get going before the peak time kicks in, it's mm-hmm. also probably going to help them in dealing with other people who are on a different schedule. Yeah. Oh. So a few things to note here is that uh, just because you have trouble sleeping does not make you a dolphin. You may have a breathing problem. We're not medical professionals. We can't really say anything about that. Just remember they're very rare. One example I read is you may be a wolf trying to live like a lion. Right. Or you vice know. versa. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what's causing the insomnia. With me, I just sort of shifted all of it. Like you have to shift if you're going to change like your your awake time, you have to shift not just when you wake up, but when you go to bed too as a whole unit and you don't do a big shift. It's little bit, little bit by little bit. Yeah. So the first step in fixing anything is to identify what you have. And so we're going to talk a little bit about identifying your current routine. Uh, so just like with the nightly routine, before you even get started in building a healthy morning routine, you kind of need to figure out where you are currently. Yeah. Um, and I will say this too, that will change just by you noticing it. Oh yeah. There's definitely the observer effect. Yeah. In everything you do. So start off by writing down what you do. Basically, everything you do after getting out of bed and before leaving or starting your workday. Some of us are back going into the office. Some of us are still working remote. So either before you leave or before you start your workday, everything you do from the time you get out of bed to then, just write it down. And it doesn't have to be super detailed, like I sat on the toilet for 20 minutes. No, it's like, I went to the bathroom, you know, that sort of stuff. Although I will point out that if you do find yourself doing that, that tends to be an indicator that maybe you're not in the right place as far as your schedule. And you do want to track your mornings for a couple of weeks to see if your routine varies during the day. I know mine used to vary a lot more on Saturdays and Sundays because I was I would sleep in and I've pretty much kicked that habit now because it, it just it wrecks me yeah and you know i learned that by kind of paying attention now we're gonna talk about that in just a little bit about why that is so yeah that's a good point uh, write down every detail you can think of for each day like i said you don't have to be super specific about it but all right i made coffee i ate this for breakfast then i walked the dog then i did this then i took my medication then i did this especially if it's going if it differs between days. So I I tend to cook breakfast for myself more often on Wednesdays than any other day of the week because you know we're doing the podcast kind of later on Tuesday and a lot of times I just won't eat. And so I get up and I'm like, "Oh man, I'm hungry." Right? So that that's a variance that that will build in sometimes. And, and that's something to kind of just pay attention to. That makes sense. I get that. Uh, once you've collected the data, after a few weeks, set aside some time to sort of filter through it and look for patterns in your behavior. And so these are going to be your current routines, these patterns. Some of them you're going to keep, some of them you're going to alter, and some of them you're going to completely replace and get rid of. Yeah. So like if you get up, yeah, especially if you're a morning person and you're like looking at memes, you know, for the first 45 minutes of your day, that's probably not a good use of your time. So that's just something to kind of pay attention to. So let's talk a little bit about getting up before your alarm. You don't actually have to be a morning person to wake up without an alarm. One, if you're kind of used to your the way your body works, honestly, a lot of times just drinking enough water before you go to sleep will make that happen. Yeah, that's true. Your body should be ready to get up at or before the alarm goes off. This morning, uh, my alarm goes off at uh, quarter till five. And this morning... I was ready to get up at about 4 a.m. It's a little bit earlier than normal. I was like, huh. I looked at the clock. I'm like, I I probably ought to try to at least maybe like lay in bed and meditate a little bit because I don't want to jump up this early, especially knowing that it was going to be a later night. Yeah, I, I've I've had a lot of that lately here too, you know, where I wake up at 4 or 4.30 and mm-hmm. it, it's too late to go back to sleep. Heck, even three o'clock is honestly too late to go back to sleep if you're getting up at five. It just, it seems to mess me up pretty thoroughly trying to go back to sleep then. 
possibly. Yeah. If, if it were three thirty, I would say probably not because well, it takes you know, me a while rem- to go back to sleep too. Yeah, say a REM cycle is ninety minutes, so if you could get get a full ninety minutes in there, then yeah. But a lot of times, if I if I'm like, all right, I've got less than an hour, it's twenty minutes. I can take a quack a quick cat nap, not a quack nap, a quack nap. But if it's if it's going to be more than twenty minutes and less than ninety, I'm just going to meditate that time because I'll get just as much rest without getting into that deeper rim and yeah because it, it really trashes your brain honestly yeah. to I, you know I, i've noticed that that seems like it's so much worse yeah. and i know there's medical reasons it's just like man that that really hits hard the trick to getting up before the alarm or not before but at the alarm really is consistency like legitimately waking up at the same time every single day and not hitting snooze yeah yeah is the way to do it. Now, when you first start messing around with your schedule, I would be a little lenient on yourself with the snooze button and be like, all right, I'll allow myself to hit it once or twice as you're getting used to it, but then slowly take that away from yourself so that you're not hitting it. Yeah, don't and don't beat yourself up over it regardless because that's not effective. I don't know. I, I almost want to rant on the fact that there is such a thing as a snooze button because it feels really, really stupid. It's like having it's like having fire suppression equipment with a flamethrower on it. Yeah. It just it's like, let me completely make this thing not work. It's for people like I, I used to be where it would like if I got up when the alarm went off, I would like hurt myself because I was not fully awake. Right. Yeah. And you know, honestly sleeping in on the weekends is the reason most people hate Mondays with the possible exception if you're in some kind of a support role where all the crap lands first thing Monday morning. Yeah. But just the, the bulk of people like the general reason, the reason most people hate Mondays more than any other work day. Like they don't mind Tuesdays and Wednesdays, Thursdays, and everybody loves Fridays for obvious reasons, but it's because they're sleeping in on the weekends and they're throwing their, their schedule off Monday. They have to wake up at the earlier hour and they probably don't have a good, if they're doing that, they don't have a good morning routine set up. So it takes Monday to Tuesday's a little bit better. Wednesday, they're finally getting back into it. Thursday, they're good. By Friday, they're like, all right, I'm 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 solid. And then it's the weekend. And it's the cycle that, that people go through and you just tend to get grumpier and grumpier until you're like, Mondays are the worst ever. It's like, no, it's not Mondays that's the problem. It's the fact that you're not treating your body properly. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, I mean, Mondays are a seventh of your life. You know, if that was actually the the lethal problem we try to treat it as, you would know. It, it's something, you know, something incorrect that you're doing. And you know, this is a realization I kind of came to as well, which was why I stopped sleeping in as much on the weekends. I'll still sleep in like an extra hour or so sometimes. Yeah, I I I do that too. Though honestly this is kind of where I found out the thing about the the alarm is so I have my alarm set for five during the week and six on the weekends and I'd still get up at five. I'd be awake and I, I would lay there in bed for a little bit. Sometimes I get up and play around with the on the phone or something I'm trying to get away from doing that. To be honest with you, I don't have that in here, but that is something I'm personally trying to to kind of break is that jump up and first thing I do is play on my phone. Yeah, I'll I'll get on the phone if I'm having trouble waking up. Because having that light in my face will do it. Uh, you know, usually 15, 20 minutes, I'm wide awake. Yeah. But that doesn't happen that much. Yeah. It, it, it's, I, I'm trying to figure out how to leverage it as a tool without it being a problem. Right. Uh, which is always a, a interesting. That's, that can be balance. tricky with stuff like that. So next, once you, you've gotten yourself up, you know, you woke up with or at, like with or right before your alarm and you're getting yourself out of bed, you're not hitting that snooze button, ensure that you have time for the basics. I was thinking of Maslow when I wrote this point, but I really didn't want to like throw too much Maslow's hierarchy in here. But if you think about it, you really got to get your basics out of the way. You got to like make sure you've got time for that before you can start really even considering your your personal growth. Like If you don't have time to... Like go to the bathroom, make breakfast, and like spend some time like getting yourself ready for the day, then you're 
not going to have time to spend on personal growth and things like that that make your morning better, that make your day better that you can do in the morning because you're you're just trying to survive. Yeah. You don't so, want to be in emergency mode. Yeah. The first thing you got to do, and there, there are times where it's like, all right, um, we'll talk about this when we get to our, our morning routines, but I have a routine for I don't have time to do my routine. Like it's like a backup plan kind of thing. But the first thing you got to think of when you're coming up with a routine, like once you're up is make sure you have the basics. Yeah. And this is your biological stuff. It's also stuff that's like, hey, the household falls apart without this, right? So, you know, this would be things like going to the restroom, getting your coffee. You know, you probably are caffeine dependent. Uh, a lot of people are eating breakfast if you do that. You know, doing things like taking your dog outside so that your house doesn't get destroyed. You know, making sure the kid is up. Yeah, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, when you're scrambling trying to get that, you know, like you want to be at a level of abstraction where you don't worry about those things. You you got them, they're handled. Yeah, and that's why this is the first thing you you think of when you work it on your routine. It's also the first thing you need to look at when you're reviewing your current routine is, hey, what am I doing consistently on this? Because if it's inconsistent, oh my goodness, like just with with kids even, like if you're inconsistent with them in the mornings, it can set them up for failure throughout the day and it could just make your life worse. I don't even have kids, but uh, it's something I remember from child psych and just from being a kid. It'll make it where you can't control your morning routine or your evening routine, right? Because one thing that kids, when they don't feel they have control in the morning, they try to assert it in the evening and they'll stay up. Yeah. And then you don't get enough sleep and they don't get enough sleep and the next morning's worse. Right. So you have to be even you know stricter with that or you just, yeah, you get nailed very, very quickly. You're you're not going to have time to improve yourself if you're constantly focusing on on these things. And again, back to what we said in the the introduction, these are some things that can be done the night before too. For example, I have a coffee pot that I can preset. Now, I actually enjoy like part of my morning routine, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, is making the coffee, and it's what helps me to wake up first thing in the morning. It was like, I've yeah. got this process down. I do it every single morning. I-, I could probably do it with my eyes closed. That's how often I do it. I I do it at night. And the coffee alarm, you know, like when the coffee starts, you know, the coffee yeah. pot beeps, that's a backup alarm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, I don't do it at night because I actually like doing it in the morning. But when I've got stuff like right now, we're doing the 21 days of prayer at church. And, you know, I'm leaving at 530 in the morning to get there by 6. Yeah, I'm going to have that prepped beforehand. I'm not going to spend the time making the coffee. Now, this morning, I forgot to do it. Well, Monday night, I forgot to do it. So this morning, I got up and made it. It wasn't the end of the world, but it just makes my morning easier on those days that I can't to have that that prepped. Yeah, whereas for me, I don't want to stand in front of the fridge for five minutes waiting on my filtered water to go in the coffee pot. Because uh, our, our water out of the tap here is gross. And you just stand there forever. And like, I don't want to do that during my prime work time. So like, it's it's ready the night before. Yeah. And again, that goes back to the, the slight differences. So you also ha- need to have some degree of personal growth probably happening as part of your morning routine. Yeah. I wouldn't say probably. I would say definitely. Yeah. Once you've, once you've got your basics down, the next the next step, is to start working on your personal growth in the morning. Yeah, I would say a lot of people don't consider things to be personal growth that actually are. Yeah, that's true. That That is, you know, because like I, I get up and I do some learning. I do, there's a structure to it, but I don't look at it as, oh, this is my personal growth. It's like, no, this is my punch list. Yeah. And there's learning. There's all kinds, you know, I mean, I have my Russian class at six o'clock in the morning, you know, twice a week. I have, I have my Albanian at 6 a.m. too, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. And I, I practice my piano too, first thing in the morning. So yeah. But you want to start your routine with something that develops you and helps you grow as a person. It could be taking language classes, learning music, practicing that. Um, I personally do do my music stuff, uh, specifically the songs that I'm going to be playing that I need to have memorized first thing in the morning. Because if I can have that, if I can play it from memory, when I am that like out of it because it's the first thing in the morning and I haven't even had my coffee yet, then 
I know I've got it down. And it's that way for me with language learning at night. Yeah, yeah. For exactly the same reason. Because first thing in the morning, like, I'm not going to have a problem with it. But when I'm halfway asleep, yeah, reading is probably one of the best ways to do this, especially if you have a bit of trouble getting up in the morning. I, I don't tend to read in the morning uh, because I'm ready to go when I get up. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this is something that's a little bit different for me. Yeah. For a lot of people, though, reading is um, like, unless you're a lion, for a lot of people, reading is a really great low stress way to kind of ease yourself into the morning. Like basically and, any other type than what Will is. Yeah. You know, you're, you're the outlier here on this one. But all the other types, like reading is a really great, easy way to work yourself into your morning. You may also want to listen to a personal growth podcast. Like if you're you're not a reader, some people aren't. I don't understand that because I mean, yeah, I have lots of books, but uh, I've helped you move. I know. Yeah, I have. I have fewer books than I did back then. <laughs> you got lots of books and oak furniture. Yeah, and now I have a piano. <laughs> Next time I move, I'm hiring people. Yeah, I was gonna say you got a job where you can earn enough to pay somebody else to move your your crap. Actually, I, I asked one of my friends at church to help. And he was like, man, he's like, dude, I don't mind helping you with a lot of stuff, but I don't move pianos anymore. If you can't get enough people, though, I will pitch in to help you pay for movers. Like legitimately, <laughs> the guy offered to give me money to help pay for movers. But he's like, I'm not helping you move a piano. <laughs> but I ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, basically the idea is to start your day off by making yourself a little bit better. And again, this is something I push at the end of the day mm-hmm. just because of my own chronotype is off yeah. on this one, unfortunately. But you you still do some, like your reading, is yeah. like, you do still do some personal growth in the morning. You do your, your lessons and stuff like that. So. Yeah, or like very, very focused task. Like it's not, was it unstructured personal growth time? I don't know how I would put that. Like it's yeah. super duper like locked in. I'm doing this right now. And I don't think of it as personal growth. It's very goal-oriented versus, hey, this is personal growth thing that I don't know where I'm using this yet. See, I don't think of personal growth in I'm not going to use this. Like, there's a lot of stuff, like, I consider learning music personal growth. And I'm also, like, I'm using that yeah, regularly. So, and with the Albanian. Yeah, like, I have a different structure because, like, you know, anything creative I'm doing, you know, is going to be after hours because like, I don't know where it's going yet. I wouldn't call like, I wouldn't call personal growth. Like it can be creative, but I wouldn't call it creative. It is creative yeah. for me because that's who I am. But for somebody else, it might be like reading a book on leadership or learning something like that or, or things like that. It doesn't have to be a creative endeavor to be personal growth. Yeah. It's just like, I have two buckets and the bucket yeah. that's very focused and directed towards a goal is in the morning. Yeah. And you can have a goal-directed personal growth too. So, hence your your language lessons. Next is meditation and thankfulness. A lot of times, well, most of us don't really think of relaxation and mornings as going together. Usually we're in a hustle, we're bustling, we're, we're like rushing to get things done. And we don't think about, hey, let me take some time to relax in the morning. Most of us think about relaxing in the evening. Right. Yeah, I I will say that this is not something I do in the morning. It, it tends to be more, you know, evening again with the chronotype thing. You know, I, I will say that starting off relaxed does help you be better equipped to handle stress. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say man, you got to you got to try it for like I mean, uh, <laughs> but I am relaxed. Yeah. I mean just like just like 10 minutes in the morning doing like some like meditation, something like that. Just give it a go for four to six weeks. I, I tried it um, several years back. And what I found was that I was actually more anxious with that because I'm like, I'm losing my best work time. It's it's better for me to put that in an area where like after I've already gotten something done, that tends to work better for me. So like mid morning tends to be more appropriate. And then I'm, and then I'm relaxed for the rest of the day, but I like the yeah. stress at the beginning. Well, Again, back to it's still part of your morning routine. It's just where in the routine it goes. Like, it doesn't have to be in this exact order. Like, you may get up and, like, take care of some of the basics, 
do your meditation, do some more of the basics because of the way time falls. Like it may be, hey, I'm going to like for me, I start the coffee and then I practice my music and then I come and drink my coffee and eat my breakfast and then I do my meditation and stuff. So it doesn't have to all be like in a specific order. The goal is to to have it as part of your routine. And that's why we're going to like, you know, guys, we're going to talk about our routines at the end of the the episode to sort of go over, hey, you know, this is this is how I incorporate these into my morning. And it's not going to look the same for myself and Will at all. Right. Now, one thing is with the with the meditation, a lot of people struggle with is clearing their mind because I've just got so much stuff going on and on and on. If you really struggle with that, doing it in the morning can help because you haven't piled on stuff from the day yet. You haven't really gotten ramped up yet. And so there's not as much sitting on there to clear out when you go to do that. You should also take a few minutes each morning to write down what you're thankful for that day. I'll add a little spin on this. If you do that at night, you should read it in the morning. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, just go through it because there might be some stuff that you didn't think about. Sometimes sleeping on things can help you. Like you're, You'll process it even though you're not actively processing it. Right. And, and this makes you process it while you're doing, you know, if you're, if you're kind of like I am, uh, while you're doing the work that contributes to the things that you're grateful for. Yeah, that's true. And, and just, it's interesting. And we ought to have an episode just on mindfulness and thankfulness, like how beneficial that is. Like you don't think about it until you start doing it. And then you're like, right. oh, wow. Like this makes such a huge difference in just your attitude and the way you approach life and your ability to look at the world with a sense of wonder. Like there is so much stuff that like, if you showed this, the world we live in right now, if, we, if you showed this to your great grandparents, it would be absolutely incomprehensible. I mean, the fact yeah. that you and I are talking on video and recording for other people across a distance that took days to travel potentially for our great, great grandparents. Yeah. Especially across the terrain between here and there. That that's just incomprehensible. And you don't notice that if you're not in mm-hmm. the moment and and like having some degree of gratitude for where you are. Right. Next, practice some deep breathing exercises and clear your mind. I think we've talked about some of this in the past, maybe in some of our sleep episodes on like how to to relax and stuff. But there are some some really like just focused breathing exercises that you can do that have been scientifically shown. Like they've done research on it that show, hey, this helps you elevate your mood and lower your anxiety. Like that deep uh, diaphragmatic breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is also very useful, by the way, when you do a task switch as a reset. Mm-hmm. So that you don't, so that when you run into something stressful, you don't carry that into the next task. I do that. You're, you're flushing your buffer. And yeah, I do it too. And, and, it's something I didn't realize I was doing for years, but it, it I found it very helpful somehow yeah. before I knew I was doing it. <laughs> yeah. And finally, you want to end with some positive affirmations to kind of clean out any self-deprecating beliefs or thoughts that you may have. These are really good. Again, I don't think, have we done an episode on these or is it in? I think we did one on positive affirmations or something at some point like that. Yeah, yeah we did do one on positive affirmations. It's very useful and just it's amazing how just saying some legitimate, not like the cheesy ones, but everybody like, loves me. It was Rodney Dangerfield practicing that into a mirror. I forget what no. movie that was. It's a memory from my childhood, which probably is not <laughs> the best thing in the world now that I think about it. But yeah, but no, like these things can be very powerful because. A lot of us, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of us have these beliefs about ourselves, uh, especially like these that we've internalized. Uh, we talked about that a lot a couple of years ago when we did the, the Enneagram episodes and like the what each type had internalized and how they became the way they were. And that's what these positive affirmations can do. That it can help clean out a lot of that. Now, you also in the mornings need to plan out your day or at least have some interaction with your plan <laughs> because you will forget it overnight. Or one thing I've noticed that I do a lot is I will start and I want to like 
immediately launch into something. And if I'm not careful, I don't follow a plan. Yeah. Where I don't follow what I, I thought my plan was going to be. And it may be very productive work, but like you, you really want to interact with your plan at least if, you know, even if you do it the night before. At least review your task list and see which ones like you, you need to do and stuff. Basically, a morning routine, it's going to set you up right. But if your day is chaos, that morning routine doesn't do a lot of good. And chaos comes from the unexpected. And honestly, like just a couple of minutes is plenty to do this. It's usually the first thing I do is I go to Todoist. I see what's on my list for today. And I tend to look at tomorrow as well, just for stuff like, you know, I have things in there for like, oh, hey, you need to get a haircut. Schedule your haircut. Well, you may not be able to schedule it for today. So you got to see when tomorrow's thing is. So I, I, I can go ahead and schedule it for tomorrow and be done with it. Yeah. I tend to do like a set of time to or uh, schedule it and then have it. This is also a good time to prioritize because things may have changed, stuff like that. Or to quickly glance at your email, not seriously read through, but just glance at it to see if there's any like high priority things that have come in that you're like, oh, hey, I I need to readjust stuff because I may not be on call, but a server went down over the night and now I got to deal with that today. So, and if your morning plan is kind of set in advance, this is also really handy when you get sick, right? Because you can go, okay, here's the stuff I've got to get done today, but I'm, I'm sick. So I, I need to, you know, pawn this off on somebody else. And I have the list right. right here. Yeah. Which is really, really useful. Yeah. Or, or you've got a kid, in which case, you know, you've got, you, you do have to have some anchors that kind of keep you out of the chaos a little bit. You know, the email thing is important. I, I know people say, don't look at it first thing. I find that that creates a lot of anxiety for me. Now, I won't open it, but I'll be like, okay, let me look. at. Okay, there's nothing bad going on. I can ignore this safely until my designated email time. Yeah. At the end, you know, past my peak. Mm. No, again, this is not the first thing. Mine, this is like after your morning routine. I, I suggest waiting to plan out your day until the end of your morning routine. Get your morning over with and then sit down and do that and do exactly what you said where it's like, hey, Cause that's what I do. I, I look at, all right, quickly skim it. I'm good to go. Or sometimes I'll skim it. I'll say, oh, hey, looks like there was a ticket that came in. Let me take a look at that. Nope, it doesn't affect me. Move on. Right. Or if it does, it throws off your whole routine, but you have time to plan and, and adjust. Now, again, if you've, done, if you've already done your routine and your plan, and like this is the, you're ending your routine with the plan, then, then you're like, all right, you're in a good place. You're ready to get started. You start your day with planning. Speaking of starting your day, the first thing you want to do is start with a quick win. You know, to to really get the workflow going, start with something simple to give yourself a quick win to start the day. You know, that's that's just going to set you up for success. It's going to give you that that little dopamine hit first thing in the morning where it's like, all right, I've already gotten something accomplished. I'll also tell you, I, I look at this slightly differently. This tells me that Windows hasn't updated overnight and screwed me, right? So uh, I try a simple task. It's like, okay, that got all the way through the pipe. We're still okay. That's funny. Yeah. I, I'm I, serious. I like I have a lot of almost PTSD from, you know, being nailed by Windows over the years with overnight updates. Um, so that's definitely Mac, something. So yeah, well, it's just your wallet has PTSD now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My work it, machine's a Mac, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will say this does not need to be a very time-consuming task. You know, make it something quick that you can knock out. I tend to leave a lot of easier tasks for first thing in the morning. Just, I'll have some little, it's like a, it's marked, it's flagged as being instant, essentially, in Todoist. And that tends to be at the first, the priority list. You know, again, I set that the night before. First thing in the morning, I come down here and I do something. The nice thing about doing this is it'll let you start your heavy lifting with one thing already checked off your list. Or two or three, like you might have like, all right, I've got two or three things right here. I can knock these out. And then you're like, hey, I've got several things done. And just, I don't know, something about like this, it's a mental thing that just, it motivates you to do more when you see that you've already accomplished something. Well, and it also lets the caffeine start kind of taking effect. Um, you know, you're, if you're, 
if you need that to whatever degree, it takes a minute to, you know, to kind of sink in. You know, code katas are also really good for this. If you don't have something else or, you know, especially if you're early in your career later on, I'll do this as I'm learning something. I have a hard time justifying it. You know, like I would have a hard time justifying C-sharp code katas for me right now. TypeScript, on the other hand, yeah, probably. Probably ought to actually do that. Nothing about it. Um, I would I would suggest where you you occasionally throw in some C sharp ones just to uh, because it, it's a good refresher to do something that maybe you haven't done in a while in the language. Yeah, or something you think is coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, or or trying out new syntax since they seem to be uh, changing that significantly on the regular. Yeah. All right, guys. So now uh, Will and I are going to go through kind of briefly our personal morning routines, and you can kind of see how each of these applies to it. We do them a little bit differently as we are polar opposites. How we survived being roommates for so many years, I have no idea. Well, we did used to beat each other up on a regular basis because we took martial arts classes. Yeah, martial arts was, yeah, got a lot of the frustration out. That's very true. That's very true. All right, so my morning routine, I have a couple of different routines based on what's going on. So I have my normal schedule. This is just my day in, day out, every day, including weekends. My morning routine does not change because it's Saturday morning or Sunday morning. I do the same thing. I get up close to the same time. Sometimes I sleep in a little bit. But yeah, I do the same thing every day. And that is, first off, I make coffee. Um, That's just my default. I kind of enjoy doing that. It doesn't take a lot of thought and it gets me up and moving. So like I get up, I walk into the kitchen, I make the coffee and stuff like that. That is just the very first thing I do. Unless I need to like use the restroom or something, then do that and then go make the coffee after I wash my hands. Wash your hands, folks. And wear sunscreen. Yeah. That was a good song. I missed that. (laughs) So while the coffee is brewing, I will take my dog out. And then we come back in and take our vitamins and medicine. At that point, we both have stuff that we take. And then uh, I go and work on my my piano stuff. Usually the songs that I'm memorizing because I'm still pretty groggy. I haven't had any coffee yet. By that point in time, the coffee's already been brewed for a little bit because it usually takes... 20 or 30 minutes uh, to go through all those songs. And then uh, I go and I have my my breakfast, a banana and a cup of coffee uh, while I'm doing a little bit of reading. This is this is the time I really like to uh, to do my my daily Bible reading just because it's it's a good set aside time. It starts the day off right. And that is my personal growth right there. Then I'll go do some prayer and meditation right after that. I have a little spot that I, I sit in for that that meditation and thankfulness. And then I come into my office and start planning out my day. So that is my normal morning. I have a separate routine for when I'm traveling. It's a little bit different. Uh, Y'all might notice that I didn't say that I take a shower. That's because normally I take that after I get back from the gym. So I do shower every day. It's just I do that midday. You're not a real programmer. (laughs) I know, right? You'd have lacto-fermentation happening on your skin. Yeah. Mm, No. So when I'm traveling like on a trip or visiting my sister or something like that, first thing I do is start the coffee unless it's you know, like something where I can set it up to start the night before. Then I shower. Then it's meds, breakfast, coffee, you know, the that basic stuff, get that out of the way. And then I'll take some time before I get, get going for the day and uh, do my reading and my prayer and meditation and then plan out what I'm going to do that day. Even when I'm on vacation, I like to plan my days out. Just because, well, when I was younger, I went on a trip with my mom and my dad was always the planner and we were in Boston and spent more time driving than anything else because she did not map it out like my dad would. And I'm like, all right, nope, even on vacation, I'm going to map, I'm going to plan it out. I like spontaneity, but still I like having like knowing, all right, I'm going to be in this area at this time. Yeah. Because you don't want to like remember driving in Boston, right? It's generally not a guess who got to do all the driving because he was comfortable on like a bunch of one way roads. Me, how old was I? That was like right after college. It was like early twenties. I was up there for a grad school interview, and then uh, this time of the year, 
uh, I think I've told you guys about uh, January and August, we do this thing at church, 21 days of prayer, where we're going in for prayer services every morning at 6 a.m. And so on these, I prep the coffee the night before, shower, take my dog outside, vitamins and medicines, grab my coffee and a banana, walk out the door. And that's my my routine for that. Yeah. When I'm sick, it usually involves uh, showering and coffee if I get out of bed. So mine is a little bit more compact. I set everything up the night before. 12 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock, my coffee is ready. By then, I typically try to have gotten dressed, brushed my teeth, and walked the dog. That doesn't always work so well. I've noticed here lately, I... I have a lot more sleep disruptions. Um, I think some of that was just additional weight, you know, and, you know, honestly, the the pandemic, like the post-pandemic stress has been kind of bad for my sleep. Uh, so I've noticed I wake up a lot at like, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning and I'll be awake for an hour and then I go back to sleep. And so sometimes it's a little bit hard for me to wake up, but I do generally try to be down here by 5.45, you know, six o'clock, you know, having done all the morning routine, you know, made sure my daughter's up, that kind of stuff. I have my cup of coffee. I mean, most of the time it's, I'm, I'm still down here by 5.30, but like at the outside, it's, you know, 5.45, 6 o'clock. First thing I do, once I got the, you know, once I got the lights on in my office and I've sat down as I pop open Todoist on my tablet, I see what's on the agenda for today. Um, I've got a view on there that's like, hey, you know, here's like, there's like a first thing view that's all of my very small tasks that are scheduled within either today or tomorrow, all the instant tasks. I'll grab one of those or two of them or however many I think I can do, knock them out real quick, and then I start on something big. So there's there's not a whole lot to my routine because it's all, my goal is to get up and hit things as hard as I can first thing. That's when you are at your your peak is first thing in the morning. But still, you have that, you have those routines in there so that you can do that. And that's what the routine does for you is it provides that structure so that you can get to that faster than if you didn't have those routines. So guys, as you can see, the implementation of these elements of morning routines vary, um, but they're still there. Like how you implement your routine may be different based on your life, your schedule and circumstances. You may have small children to get ready for school. You may be in school yourself and have a roommate that you have to deal with. Uh, who is a completely opposite chronotype as you and still up from the night before when you wake up. Not that that ever happened. Right. Whatever your circumstance, take some time to find a way to incorporate these elements into your morning and you will see a significant difference in your day. That's pretty much all we've got. We will catch you guys next week. Stand by for Titanfall. If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Standby for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons. For references, show notes, and extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Help us make the show possible by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash completedeveloperpodcast. You'll get extras, including a weekly aftercast where we discuss the topic of the week and bonus material with some of our patrons. You can also follow us on Twitter at CompleteDevPod, like our page on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram to keep up with news about the show. Join the conversation anytime via Slack by signing up at slack.completedevelopernetwork.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.